Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Arlene Bunn and in for John Oakley. Bowled over I was this morning when that an announcement came out about the judge's decision. It looked like it wasn't going to happen. We knew the premier had the power to do it. But the judge shuts down the government's plans to cut down the amount of wards in Canada's largest city. And then the premier saying, and not only is he going to appeal it, he is going to evoke the non-withstanding clause. We continue with our coverage and our reaction today. Joining us is MPP Stephen Lecce, who's the deputy house leader and parliamentary assistant to the premier. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Can you take us inside the decision? How, how did it go down this morning? Well, I will start off saying, Arlene, uh, to say that, look, we introduced this legislation right off the top, the Better Local Government Act, over a month ago. It was passed by the democratically, democratically elected legislature of the people of Ontario with a mandate to reduce the size and the cost of municipal government in Toronto. And look, the impetus for doing this, the motivation for doing this, I think is people have got to know this. You know, we didn't just come up with this. We, the people of Toronto, overwhelmingly, and the people of the province, elected Doug Ford and the premier of this party, and the premier of this province, with a mandate to make government more efficient and to end the political gridlock that has manifested itself at City Hall for like my entire lifetime, for over 30 years of not being able to get basic things done. And look, we all take, you know, for many of your, your listeners, they drive in the city, they see the dysfunction on our roads, they see the, the inability of governments to get things done for the people, be it transit, social housing, the economy, whatever it is. So that was why we moved forward the legislation in the first place. Today, obviously, we're disappointed with the ruling. There's no doubt about that. But we know, and I think any legal expert knows, that the constitution of this country makes it clear that the province has exclusive responsibility over municipalities. So, and don't take it from me. I mean, look, Peter Hogg, who someone, some of, many of us studied in university back in the day, who's the leading pre- preeminent expert and constitutional scholar in this country, his position, and I'm reading this from an article from the Star was, and I'm quoting, the reality is that the provincial legislature has the authority to do what the Premier Ford proposes. All right, let me just ask you here, uh, Stephen, it's, it's absolutely true. He's got the power, and you are right. It's really not disputed, and anyone who does does not know what they're talking about. What about the process here? Is there anything wrong with just following the process? It happens in the next election, and there's respect for both areas. Look, I obviously... Um believe very strongly that, you know, Doug Ford is not the political leader that was elected by the people, over 2 million people, million people did not give Doug Ford a mandate to sit idle and allow the status quo to continue. Because Arlene, I know you're not proposing that per se, but you're posing the question, which is fair game. But I mean, what the the root of that question means is, are you, is the progressive conservative party under Doug Ford comfortable sitting idle, being a bystander, with allowing the city to continue to be dysfunctional. The efficacy of government is clearly, um, you know, uh, at risk when it comes to the fact they can't get things done. I'm going to answer that question categorically, absolutely not. We will not do that. Look, this is not about 
needing more time to consult. The people of Ontario instinctively know we don't need more politicians to get things done. In fact, the opposite is true. It's true. No one's going to say that. No one's going to say that. But let me see. Well, the NDP is. No, but uh, primarily, and I, I know yeah. part of my energy, am I getting a bit excited here, but the New Democratic Party and the Liberals, I will add, are defending the indefensible. They are putting the interests of political jobs over in downtown Toronto, you know, like city councillors ahead of the, the, the public interest, the taxpayer interest. I mean, my goodness, they're the only party in the, in the Parliament of the, of the Legislature of Ontario who have championed protecting 20-odd council jobs of their new Democratic friends. That is not leadership for the taxpayer. That is not leadership for people who are working harder and taking home less. So we will not be deterred. We're going to move quickly, resolutely. We're passing this legislation again. We're recalling the legislature. It is a necessary, uh, difficult, but necessary decision to take to get it passed. We are invoking Section 33, as you mentioned in your introduction, Mm -hmm. and we're making it clear to the people of Ontario that we're going to get this bill repassed and there will be an election this fall with a reduced city council. All right, let me ask you, okay, this is a, you know, rolling up the sleeves, you're not going to take it. There are there are some who, who even conservatives, who are saying, you know what, he can do this. He's the premier, they can do it. They've got, they've got the power to do it. But do you really want to use that political capital and what is important? And clearly it is important. Is this about... Is this about image? Is this about power? What's at stake here? Other, and I accept your point, I get it, totally. There are so many people who agree with this. It was my first job when I started as a reporter many years ago, and I saw what it was like at Toronto City Hall. On the other hand, there may be people listening or people in other parts of Ontario who say, hey, you know what, this is going to take a lot of time and effort. They're going to get it done anyway. They have the power should the government be spending their capital here? What do you say? Well, I say the government should fulfill their commitments to the people of Ontario. I don't give a hoot what your party is. You know, Arlene, left and right, it doesn't matter. When we make a commitment, we ought to fulfill it. People are, I mean, look, I'm a younger person in politics, Arlene. The cynicism of young people in democracy is out of control. And the reason, in part, is because we have politicians of all stripes who don't fulfill their word. This premier has the courage of his convictions to do what is right, and, you know, you are right to suggest it is within our authority. It's Section 92, mm-hmm. subsection 8 of the Constitution. It makes it extremely clear. The province has exclusive responsibility over municipalities. So, you know, to say should, should we be doing this now, you know, this is the never-ending story of government. Let's just defer the problem down the road. No, absolutely not. We're going to take action. We're going to do what is necessary, what the people want us to do, which is make government work for them. Get things done. I mean, they look like the Scarborough subway. Let me use that. The infamous Scarborough subway. Arlene, they've had ten different iterations of debates and votes on the on that bill. Do you know? Well, you're not. You're preaching to the converted. I totally agree with you. They, it goes over and back and all of it. Let me ask you though. I'm just fascinated. When when it was decided to evoke the nonwithstanding clause, were there any nervous Nellies? It's a big move. It's a historic move. The premier said, I think he was asked a, a similar question in his press conference, Arlene, and what he indicated was that there is 100% unanimity. Uh, the caucus, the cabinet stands behind this because we know the bill. Instinctively, the bill includes provisions that actually are on the side of working people. We want the City of Toronto Council to be smaller. We want the government to be more you know, effective in its delivery to the end user, to the taxpayer. And we want to save some money, over $20 million of, of, of taxpayers' hard-earned dollars. So yes, we believed in the bill last time. We voted for it unanimously in, our, in the PC party. And we're going to do it again. I mean, look, 
We're invoking, the, we're invoking Section 33, as you mentioned, because we believe so strongly that the democratic rule of government must be fulfilled. And I believe that too. I'm a Democrat. I've gone abroad in North Africa after the Arab Spring. The principles of democracy are predicated on the, the elected branch of government passing bills and implementing their legislation, legislation we have a mandate to do. I mean, we, we got elected like 90 days ago. I mean, people knew we were going to reform government and make it more efficient. So, Look, obviously. All right, one more. I hate to interrupt, but one more thing, and I'm getting the Universal Talk Radio sound editor better, better uh, wrap it up. But uh, Stephen Lecce, you know, you're just talking about democracy. There, there are other. There's another side to it, and it is the rule of law as well. How does how does thing how does it work hand in hand into what was announced today? Well, look, I mean, we are upholding the rule of law by ensuring that you know the democratic system of government is able to fulfill their commitments, mm-hmm. and so. We believe very strongly um, that this legislation is both constitutional, it's intra-virus, it's within our jurisdiction, but more importantly, that it actually is going to help fix a systemic problem with people in Toronto have seen for a generation, which is ineffective government that is not serving the interests of working people. It serves the interests of the political class downtown Toronto. So while it is, as you say, it's, a, it's not a, something that is done every day, Arlene, no. it's necessary to <laughs> take this action because the Premier believes in his heart that we must All right. bring reform to Toronto. And we're going to get this done. I want people listening to know that our government is undeterred. We are recalling the legislature. We sat this summer in an unprecedented legislative sitting because we wanted to get things done to reduce... And the message, the message was loud and clear. And now we are into this whole new territory. Thank you, Stephen Lecce, for joining us. We appreciate it. And you've had a busy day. Thanks kindly. All right. MPP Stephen Lecce, Deputy House Leader, Parliamentary Assistant to the Premier. You heard it. He's strong. He's hard. He's stepping in for the Premier. They're going forward. I'm Arlene Bonin in for John Oakley.